ഹിമ The lands of the Ottoman Empire were attacked from nine different fronts. And because of the length or the period of the war and because of the sustained period of the war, by the time World War II came to an end in 1918, the Ottoman Empire had been greatly weakened and was on the verge of, of collapse. That is why just four years later, in the year 1922, the once very mighty and formidable Ottoman Empire which was established in 1299 by Uthman al-Ghazi, Uthman the warrior, Uthman al-Awwal, Uthman the first, Uthman bin Irtughul. 623 years later, in the year 1922, the last of the Ottoman sultans, the last of the Ottoman leaders, Sultan Mehmed, Sultan Muhammad VI, was now forced to surrender and the Ottoman Empire was now abolished and the Khilafat was now dismantled. And with the dismantling and the abolishment of the Khilafat, these countries, the French, the British, very, very greedily and very, very quickly rushed to the lands of the Ottomans 
The areas where the Ottomans were ruling over Eastern Europe, places like Greece, Bulgaria, Hungary, Turkey, a major part of the Middle East, Iraq, Syria, Palestine, Jordan, Arabia, and parts of North Africa. These countries very, very quickly went along, took control of the lands of the, of the Muslims, and installed many puppet governments. They installed many of these puppet governments. And now the Muslim world, for the first time in history, found themselves in a very, very new era, a very, very new age. For the first time in Islamic history, the Muslims could not find a proper Muslim leadership, a proper Muslim government, a proper Muslim Khilafah, who they could turn to and who were there and ready to serve the purpose of Islam and further the cause or the cause of the Muslims. No matter which part of the world the Muslims were there, the Ottoman Empire were prepared to help out the Muslims. That is why we find that even in India, although the Muslims of India at that time were living under the British rule, but the ulama in particular of India were in working in hand in hand with the, British, with the, with the Ottoman Empire to try to overthrow the British in India and establish the Khilafat system in India. This is why we have, this gave rise to something that became known as the Tahrik Reshmi Rumal, the silk, setter, the silk letter conspiracy or the silk letter movement, where the ulama of India were writing secret letters to the Ottoman Empire, to the Lee's Ottoman Empire, asking for help. And these were written on silken garments, shawls, so they could not be intercepted by the British. However, it was intercepted and many of our ulama were implicated in this as well. The, the Ottoman Empire was always there to serve the cause of the, the, the cause of the Muslims. In fact, here in South Africa as well, the Muslims of the Cape had written to the Ottoman Empire that they send over to them some alim who will teach them about din. So the Ottoman Empire responded, they sent over a sheikh by the name of Sheikh Mahmoud Afandi, Sheikh Abu Bakr Afandi. He came to the Cape in around the year 1860 and he preached uh, Islam in the Cape and his work Bayanuddin is one of the first works to be translated from Arabic into English, into Afrikaans. So my dear brothers, with the fall of the Ottoman Empire, we found that now the Muslims entered into a very, very new era. They entered into uncharted waters. And now when the Muslims had come under the control of the Kuffar physically, either directly or indirectly to the puppet, puppet governments and puppet monarchs that were installed in this country, now for the last hundred years or so, the propaganda machine of the West has been moving and has been at work to try to malign Islam, to try to demonize Islam. That is why we find many, but today many people in the world think and regard to be Islam to be some extreme religion, some backward religion, some religion that was suited for the camel ages and is not compatible with the modern world and what they term as modern day values. And sad in that, my dear brothers, many Muslims are also left doubting. Many Muslims are also left doubting because of the propaganda of the West trying to demonize Islam. And Muslims are asking the question that how does this puzzle piece of Islam fit in with today's day and age? That is why we find publications, Islam in the modern world, Islam and democracy. And that is why we find many people who when they are questioned about topics, subjects which the Kuffar have deemed as, as, as, as, as something that is debatable, something that is problematic in Islam, issue of women, women's right in Islam, the issue of jihad, the issue of homosexuality. There's many times Muslims are babbling and they are mumbling for answers, beating around the bush. 
trying to give an answer that suits the Western agenda, trying to give an answer that makes Islam seem relevant, trying to give an answer that appeases uh, the whims and the fancies of the kuffar and our enemies. And sadder than that, my dear brothers, unfortunately today many Muslims have made up their minds that today Islam is not the right choice in the modern world. That is why the fires of irtidad, the fires of apostasy are raging in our communities. And we have another thing called al-irtidad dhihni mental apostasy, mental apostasy, where a person looks like a Muslim, he has a Muslim name, he may be acting as a Muslim, but really the mental state of the person, the person's mental state is like that of a renegade, is like that of a murtad. So my dear brothers, in this day and age, we have to ask the question and we have to explain that what should be the mindset? What should be the thinking of a Muslim in this day and age? How should a Muslim be facing up to? And how should a Muslim be reacting to all the isms and all the difficulties and all the new ideologies that are spreading around the world? So my dear brother, the first thing and most important thing for us is for us to give up and shake off this inferiority complex that many of us suffer with. This inferiority complex that has caused us to make many compromises in our deen. In this day and age, more than ever before, every Muslim has to say in a very, very loud voice. And every Muslim has to understand and realize that our deen, our deen of Islam, in its pure and pristine form, is a superior way of life. The teachings of Quran and Sunnah are superior teachings. A Muslim who is following the teachings of Quran and Sunnah, this person is a superior human being. He is an elite human being. This is because we do not worship any idol. We do not worship any weak mortal. Rather, we worship Allah Jalla Jalalu, who is the most powerful. Allah who is the dominant. Allah who besides him, every single thing, every single thing worship behind him is batil. Our deen, our Islam is superior because our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the most superior of all Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. That Nabi who came, whose Sharia abrogated all the Sharia of all the Anbiya alayhi salatu of the past. We are superior because our Quran is the most superior book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That book that came and abrogated all the books of the past. Today, Muslims, unfortunately, we have heard this from people. Muslims ask, but Muslims ask the question that why do we Muslims want to be different? Why do Muslims want to be different? Go with the flow. Why do Muslims want to be different? That is because we are different. We are a special breed. We are a special group of people. And I'm not saying this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying this here. Allah says in the eyes of Allah, can a believer, a mu'min, and a non-believer ever be the same? La yastawun. Allah said they are never the same in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa tahinu, wa tahzanu, wa antumul a'laun. Allah says, O believer, O mu'minun, do not lose hope. Do not become struck down with grief. Wa antumul a'laun. Because you are the uppermost. You are a superior group of people. Allah's Nabi said, Al-Islam is here to dominate, and Islam is not here to be dominated. 
arsala rasulahu bil huda wa dinil haqqi liyuzhirahu ala ad-din kulli our islam is not just one faith amongst other faiths our islam is the one and only faith allah sent huwa alladhi allah is that being who sent his beloved nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam bil huda with guidance wa dinil haqqi and the true deen liyuzhirahu ala ad-din kulli so the deen of islam may dominate all other religions my dear brothers today you know we read in the quran sharif the story of the bani israel allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had had blessed the bani israel with the divine food of manna and salwa and for many for a long time the bani israel ate of this food but after a little while they became tired they became fed up with eating this, eating this constantly so this divine divine arrangements made for them by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they became tired of it said oh musa give us something else to eat we want beans we want lentils we want cucumbers the simple things you can find anywhere so musa alayhi salatu was utterly gobsmacked he was shocked at the reasoning of his people oh my people i'm shocked at the way you are thinking allah has made divine arrangements for you and you decide to take the simple foods atastabdiluna alladhi huwa adna bil ladhi huwa khair oh my people i marvel at you i'm shocked i'm gobsmacked do you want to replace the inferior do you want to replace the superior with the inferior to so today my dear brothers today we muslims we reject lgbtq not because we are non progressive not because we are backward but because atastabdiruna alladhi huwa adna bil ladhi huwa khair do you want us to give up our superior teachings our pure teachings our elite way of life for this vile way of life for this debased way of life today muslims reject amillatul ibrahimiyah the ibrahimic religion we reject interfaith not because we don't want peace not because we do not want harmony because atastabdiluna alladhi huwa adna bil ladhi huwa khair do you want us to give up give up that superior way of life the superior way of life with this vile and this debased way of life the lifestyle of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in all its simplicity is a superior way of life jitukum bi khairi dunya wal akhirah allah they said i come to you with that system that way of life that will guarantee you goodness of this world and the year after you know how can we ever forget that statement of umar radiyallahu ta'ala which if written in gold a thousand times will not do justice to the state of umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu when the muslims were trying to conquer palestine at that time under roman byzantine control the roman byzantine empire said we are prepared to surrender only one condition umar amiru mu'minin will have to travel from madina munawwara travel all the way to palestine and himself receive the keys to the city umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu the powerful leader he now travels from madina munawwara when he comes close to the city walls of palestine he comes close to a stream he jumps off his camel he takes off his mozas his hoof he puts it on his shoulder and he begins to steer his animal through the shallow water abu bada bin jarrah radiyallahu ta'ala is present oh amir al-mu'minin what are you doing what are you doing yeah the patriarchs the bishops the priests of the roman byzantine empire they are finely decked out well dressed expensive clothing and they say amir al-mu'minin coming with patched clothing come with his mozas his hoof upon his shoulders what will they think of you they will lose respect for you umar says oh abu bada had it been anyone else i would have made a lesson of him 
But because of your contribution to Islam and the Muslims, I will spare you. But O oh, Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah, radiallahu ta'ala, understand. We were a downtrodden nation. We were a disgraced nation. And through Islam, Allah Ta'ala gave us honor and dignity. But when the day will come, when a Muslim will look to another system to be superior, look to another way of life for honor and dignity, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will disgrace us. So the first point, my dear brothers, understand that as a Muslim, you are not any ordinary human being. You are a superior human being. You are an elite human being. We Muslims, an elite breed. We are a superior breed of human beings. That's the first thing, my dear brothers. The second thing, my dear brothers, is you must understand what should be the mindset of a believer in this day and age. The mindset of a believer is to free his mind to unshackle his mind and not become a slave of the system. Unshackle your mind and do not become a slave of the system. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the first 13 years in Makkah Mukarramah, what was his mission? What was his objective? What was his purpose? For the majority part of the Meccan period, there was no salah, there was no zakat, absolutely no fasting, no hajj, no jihad. No physical combat against the believers, against the disbelievers. When the believers approached O Nabi of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Nabi of Allah, permit us to fight back, they are harming us. Allah's Nabi said, just be patient. What was the effort of Nabi Sallallahu It was a battle of the minds. To unlock, to unshackle, to free the minds. Take the people out of the nizam and the system that was prevalent in Makkah Mukarramah. وَإِذَا قِيلَهُمُ اتَّبِعُوا مَا أَنزَرَ اللَّهُ قَالُوا بَلْ نَتَّبِعُوا مَا أَلْفَيْنَا عَلَيْهِ آبَاءَنَا When Allah's Nabi ﷺ told them, told the slaves of the system that give up the slave of, give up being a slave of the system, unshackle your mind, unlock your mind, free your mind and do not be a slave of the system. قَالُوا بَلْ وَجَدْنَا قَالُوا بَلْ نَتَّبِعُوا قَالُوا بَلْ نَتَّبِعُوا مَا وَجَدْنَا عَلَيْهِ آبَاءَنَا We will follow the system. We are slaves of the system. Today, my dear brothers, if you live in this world, you would have and should have realized there is an agenda going on in this world. And the purpose of this agenda is to pave the way and to usher in the way of the Dajjal, the Antichrist, the most wicked person to ever set foot on the face of the earth. And the way that they are going about this mission, my dear brothers, is by desensitizing people towards evil. This is not a conspiracy theory, my brothers. This is what we understand from Quran and Sunnah. Desensitize the people towards, uh, what is, desensitize them towards what is evil. Allah's Nabi predicted, what will be the state of affairs when people will see the good as bad and the bad as good? Today, a person speaks about, speaks out again, LGBTQ. He's labeled a phobe. He's labeled a bigot. He's labeled as non-progressive. What will be the state of affairs when the people will see the good as bad and the bad, and they see the good as the bad and the bad as the good? So, my dear brothers, this agenda is going on. Unshackle your mind. Free your mind, do not become a slave of the system. Do not become a slave of the system. Today, many people are saying things and doing things. We do not doubt their intentions. Maybe they are sincere. We will not call them kuffar. We will not call them hypocrites. But maybe they are saying it merely because they are the slaves of the system. 
maybe you want to engage in interfaith not because you have malicious intent but maybe because you're a slave of the system 25 years ago when nobody was talking about interfaith at that time your knowledge of quran and sunnah and the life of nabi Salam never brought you to the conclusion that let's engage in interfaith but today because the system is talking about it so you also begin to talk about it and the hypothetical question that if today a christian was saying we do not want to engage with you muslims we do not want to discuss interfaith we do not want to engage with you will the knowledge your knowledge of quran and sunnah lead you to the conclusion that let's engage in interfaith if your answer is no then perhaps by you speaking today you are no have don't have any malicious intent but you are merely a slave of the system today the greatest threat to this agenda my dear brothers is not the armies of the muslims is not the nuclear capability of the muslims because they know very well they know very well that the armies of the muslims the weaponry of the muslims the nuclear capability of the muslims as long as it is in the hands of a person who is a puppet of the system a slave of a system then that those armies can do us no harm that nuclear capability can do us no harm but when a mu'min and when a person frees his mind from the system he frees unshackles his mind he has a free thinking mind he is not a slave of the system then that becomes a threat to them that is why that person has to be cancelled that, that person has to be taken out that is why Gaddafi was not refusing to be a slave of the petrodollar Saddam Hussein was refusing to be a slave of the petrodollar they had to be taken out that Hafiz Muhammad Mursi of Egypt rahmatullahi had to be taken out that was recently in the Turkish elections Sheikh Erdogan because he refuses to bow down to the system not to be a slave of the system that is why the West through the propaganda machine of CNN and BBC and economists were paying for the blood of Erdogan because he does not want to be a slave of the system Rabbi ibn Amir radiallahu ta'ala anhu sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he appears in the court of Rustam appears in his courts and he comes and gives him a profound message. Oh Rustam, we are not here to become slave of the system. We have not come. Allah has saved us. For what? To free you from the system of the world. The shaitani system of the world. That you are worshipping the creation. You are a system and you are a slave of the system. We have come today to free you from the system and take you out from the system of worshipping things besides Allah, bowing down to things besides Islam and following and, and bowing down to one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my dear brothers, the second point and the, a very important point for the thinking of a Muslim in this day and age is to free your mind. It is a case of the battle of the minds as it was a case of the battle of, of the minds in the early days Islam in Makkah Mukarramah. And my dear brothers, the way for a Muslim to achieve this way of thinking the correct mindset, my dear brothers, is for a Muslim to hold on firmly to Habrullah al-Mateen, Kitabullah al-Kareem, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the firm handhold of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today we are fed with the, with the, we are fed with the poison of secularism. Uh, the, anti, the, the, the, the, the godless system of secularism, day in, day out, we are fed with this poison. And the way to remedy this poison, my dear brothers, is to hold on firmly to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make abundant tilawat of Quran, of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether you understand the Quran or don't understand the Quran. Quran is a nur. 
all his other agendas, all the other things of the world are darkness, are darknesses. And Quran is nur. Quran will expel the darkness from your heart. Whether you understand it or don't understand it, many modern, so-called modern thinking Muslims, and I've heard this myself. Why do you read the Quran? Why do you memorize the Quran? What's the use memorizing Quran when you don't understand it? Well, billah. Perhaps you all have heard of the famous president of Egypt, Jamal Abdul Nasir, was a famous president of Egypt. At that time, communism, Soviet Union was at its peak. So the communists, for some reason, were very enthusiastic to rope in Jamal Abdul Nasir and also get him to become allies with the, with the Soviet Union. Egypt, for some reason, is a very strategic position in the world. So we're trying to rope him in. So Jamal Abdul Nasir, one of his trips to Russia, he took along with him the, the famous Qari, Qari Abdul Basit Abdul Samad. Now you go into a group of people who let alone do not believe, who are atheists, do not believe in any God, they hate Islam. So Jamal Abdul Nasir, in one of the intervals during these meetings, he asks Abdul Basit Abdul Samad to recite some Quran to these communists, to these socialists. So Jamal, Abdul Basit Abdul Samad Rahmatullah began to recite. He said, I recited a few verses and he lifted my head. And I see these people who are anti-Islam, do not believe in any God. They are even crying. They are even tearing. They are saying that we do not know something is striking a chord in our hearts. So Quran, whether you understand the meaning or do not understand the meaning, Quran will have its effect on your heart. Some of our ulama are saying today with all the new ideologies, if a new ideology appears and crops up, Continue reciting Suratul Kaf many, many times a day. Inshallah, in a few days' time, Allah Ta'ala will enlighten you. And Allah Ta'ala will show you what is the haqq and what is the batil. So my dear brothers, my message to you today, my dear brothers, is what is the mindset? And what should be a thinking of a Muslim in this day and age? The first thing is, understand that we Muslims, Islam is a superior way of life. We have come to dominate, we are not here to be dominated. And secondly, my dear brothers, free your mind from, his, from the system. Do not become a slave of the system. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our thinking. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us in this age of fitna and fasad, which Allah's Nabi said will come and snatch away the iman of people through these new ideologies, through these new isms, your iman will be snatched away. May Allah ta'ala preserve our iman. And may Allah Ta'ala preserve the Iman of our project that will come. Wa akhiru da'wan alhamdulillah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashahadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashahadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashahadu anna Muhammad al-Rasul. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفناء حي على الفناء الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الذي هدانا للإسلام وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله فنحمده حمدا كثيرا كلما يحمده الحامدون نشكره شكرا جميلا كلما يشكره الشاكرون ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له شهادة تنفعنا يوم القيامة يوم لا ينفع مال ولا بنون 
ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله الذي يغبطه الأولون والآخرون صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحابه صلاة وسلاما دائمين متلازمين إلى يوم يجمع الأولون والآخرون أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوسيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل أفمن كان مؤمنا كمن كان فاسقا لا يستوون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الإسلام يعلو ولا يعلى عليه هذا وحثكم على طاعة الله وطاعة رسوله ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد خسر وهوى وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه فيا فوز المستغفرين ويا نجاة التائبين الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله سبحانه وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد النبي رحمة وعلى آله وأصحاب يجمعين ورد اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين سادتنا أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي ونزواج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أمهات المؤمنين وعن آله الطيبين الطاهرين وعن جميع صحابة الغر الميامين رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم ومن آذاهم فقد آذاني ومن آذاني فقد آذى الله ومن آذى الله فيوشك ويأخذه وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خير الناس قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وامتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر البغض يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون قال الله تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون This is in the sufs show is standing shoulder to shoulder shoulder all the gaps are الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يريدون ليطفئون ليطف نور الله بأفواههم والله متم نوره ولو كره الكافرون هو الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله يظهره على الدين كله ولو كره المشركون الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر 
Allahu Ekber Allahu Ekber Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin Errahmanirrahim Maliki Yevmiddin İyyâke na'budu ve iyyâke nesta'in İhdinas sirâtal mustaqîm Sirâtal lezîne en'amte aleyhim Gayril mağdûbi aleyhim veled قل يا أيها الكافرون لا أعبد ما تعبدون ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد لكم دينكم وليدين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا مولانا محمد واصحابه وبارك وسلم لا اله الا انت سبحانك انا كنا من الظالمين استغفر الله الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم ونتوب اليه اللهم انا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسر ونعوذ بك من البخل والجبن ونعوذ بك من غلبه الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم انا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك ربنا وتعاليك يا ذا الجلال والاكرام مولاي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأهله وصلي اللهم وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين